Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, I ask that you send the Holy Spirit to us today. Lord, I specifically ask you send the Holy Spirit to me so that the words that come out of my mouth are your words and not mine. And Father, I ask that the words that are heard today, you send the Spirit to each individual listening so that the words become your words, not the words of a man. And I ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, good morning. Please be seated. So today, the, 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 the readings today kind of covered a lot of territory. We had readings on, uh, you know, the, 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 the coming kingdom, and that would be really nice to preach on. We had readings in Acts of, uh, you know, Paul and Barnabas being treated as pagan gods. That would have been great to preach on. When I talked to God a little bit about this, he kind of convicted me a little bit, and I'll explain when we get into it. And so I'm going to preach on the gospel in the first portion. So John 14, 21 is going to be kind of the key today if y'all want to pull it up. We're going to talk about obedience. Now, according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of obedience is the act or instance of obeying. The quality or state of being obedient. And again, 1421a is the verse that I'll be talking off, off of today. So whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. We'll talk a little later about the word commandment, but I want that word to ring in your head a little bit. When somebody says commandment, it's kind of not optional. Now, keeping a commandment of God is a test of your personal devotion to God or your obedience. So, I want to talk about lima beans. Everybody should... Lima beans. I want you all to think about this a little bit. As a child, my mother loved me dearly, and I knew that. And she wanted me to eat a balanced diet. She fed me lima beans. My mom, I could not stand them. I hated them. I still do. I can't stand the texture, the taste, the smell. Don't ask me why. It's just something I can't stand. And she would make me sit there until I at least tried them. I remember bargaining. She would say, you have to eat six lima beans. I said, I can't eat six. I'll try three. And then she would agree and, well, the dry heaving and the gagging would start. You know, I'm sure you guys, have had, those who have had kids know exactly what I'm talking about. And many times um, in the discussion with lima beans, I would go to bed without dessert. I would be punished for not doing what I was asked to do. So, um, you know, I didn't like them. That's pretty obvious. And I refused to cooperate with my mother. I refused to obey her. My mother, who loved me unconditionally, and I know that, the same mother who gave birth to me, the same mother who would sit with me and clean up after me when I was sick, I would disobey her. Does this sound like someone who's responding to love? 
or someone who just really doesn't like lima beans. So since I went there, let's talk a little bit about the lima beans. Even though I would rebel, my mother still loved me and still loves me unconditionally. I have no doubt about that. Of course, if you asked her, to be honest, she'd probably say unconditionally every once in a while, eh, maybe not. But I want to point out that God does love you unconditionally. There is no condition upon which you have to meet to receive God's love. And God loves you so much, He will let you make a bad decision and be disobedient towards Him. Kind of like lima beans. He knows all of your disobedience everything that you've done, and he still loves you. But even though God loves you more than you can imagine, we tend to resist him, even though he wants to do what's for your best. So to illustrate this, I want to talk a little bit first about what disobedience, a little more about what disobedience looks like. Um, We should all agree that ignoring God is definitely not showing obedience. So from today's gospel uh, in verse 24, John does convey that Jesus said, whoever does not love me does not keep my words. That's not love. If you're disobedient, this is showing you your depth or maybe lack of depth of love for Jesus. A little convicting. Also, is doing the absolute minimum to please God. Obedience. You know, punching your card, coming to church every Sunday. Is that, is that obedience? Leaving God in here and then going home and doing what you normally do. Is that obedience? No. You know of any scripture that says when it's convenient to worship God, only when it's convenient, do what he commands? I keep using that word command. We've explored what bad looks like. So what does good look like? What does obedience look like? I have to use a different analogy. The lima bean one, that one kind of burned out. It's kind of hard to describe me sitting there eating lima beans and enjoying it because let's face it, that ain't going to happen. So I'm going to use a different analogy. Um, Okay, for guys, raise your hand if you had love, honor, and obey in your wedding vows. Quite, whoa, look at this. A couple of, a couple of the wives are elbowing folks. <laughs> I, when, when we were discussing wedding vows, by the way, I was married 39 years yesterday. So when we were discussing wedding vows, you know the reason that I, was, I remember that so clearly? Because I used that particular line in the wedding to kind of pick at my wife a little bit. I made her say she was going to obey me. I got that once, so... But I thought it was interesting. But you know what? After 39 years of marriage, it has a a different meaning than it did then. I love my wife so much that I will obey her. And I obey her out of a joyous heart. When she asks for something that is good for her, I have no problem. I love it. 
I'll do anything for her. She's my life partner during good times and bad. So and I'd look at obedience to God in the exact same way. I love God, so I choose to obey Him. I would do anything for Him in good times and in bad. So what do we do? When Jesus says obey, what should we obey? Well, Jesus gave us some commands, not teachings, commandments to look at. Most of, the, most of y'all know the first two, and, but the third one we talked about last week. The first commandment is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. Obedience is a response to love. God loves you. Should we not respond to this? Now, I do love my spouse all the time, and I do think about her all the time, not just when we're together. And there are times that I do not fully honor her. Perhaps if I'm angry or frustrated at her, perhaps other distractions keep me from my total focus on my wife, someone I love. Do I keep my focus on God all day? No. No. I'm distracted by the same things that distract you. TV, internet, the basic frustrations because God is not doing it my way. And as Skip confessed last week, bad drivers. So Jesus followed his commandment to love God with the commandment, you shall love your neighbors as yourself. Who is our neighbor? Well, pretty much everybody we meet. Everybody is our neighbor. That was the big revelation that Jesus made in clarifying it in the scripture. Jews just thought it was just other Jews. No, it's everyone. This one's harder for me. I tend to be skeptical. I'm looking for ulterior motives and so forth. So this one is a struggle. And I'm trusting that God is working on me in this particular area. So how about you? When you drive by Centennial Plaza downtown and you see people who are just sitting there with their heads in their hands, do you notice? This is difficult, but God will help you if you ask. Now, last week's gospel, Jesus added one additional commandment. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also love one another. Not only is Jesus the commandment commanding us to love our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in this verse, but he's also pointing out why. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. I do love every person who worships at Christ Church Anglican. And I do think about you often. Yes. And when I see you, I feel like the father of the prodigal son when he returned. You know, if I see you in a mall or a store, it's so much fun just to 
there's such a connection, from, at least from my point of view, and I think the reaction, most people's point of view, there is a special connection to we that worship together. One indicator that we're living this out as a community, as a church, is that the response to the pastoral care ministry has been tremendous. These are people that want to love one another. I'm not trying to shill for the pastoral care ministry. I'm just pointing out a fact. I became a deacon because I want to serve you. I want to show my love for you. So we now have three commandments to obey. Love God. Love those you interact with. And love those you worship with. Everybody here. So how do we obey and keep his commandments perfectly? Well, we can't alone. We're born to an imperfect imperfection. We're, we're born to sin. God knew from the moment the universe was created and made allowances for your fallen state. It's called grace. It's mercy, not merit. You don't earn it. God offers His grace to you. Grace is a free gift from God we cannot earn. A gift God granted us through the redemptive work of Jesus dying on the cross for us, for you. John Stott says, Grace is love that cares and stoops and rescues. So we now understand God loves us. Now how do we respond? To obey God, we have to come before His throne of heavenly grace. Daily. Hourly if necessary. Praise God for this gift. The gift of His Son. Then ask God to forgive you of your sins and ask Him to show you his path for you, and he will. And when you do make time to talk to God about your imperfection, or when you pray, he will change you. He will mold you. He will sanctify you. And the rest of this service today, after the sermon, is about preparing you to come before his throne today in communion with your brothers and sisters. with Christ and with God himself. Call it the Eucharist. Or, as I've referred to it in the past, an Anglican altar call. Prepare your heart to receive Jesus fully into your heart in prayer before you receive him at communion with him, and he will be with you. God does promise a reward for those who are obedient to him the last half of our key gospel this morning, John 14, 21, B. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. God will be with you, and that's his promise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.